This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. rest. Oh my god, I'm live. Hey guys, will you pop it up on the screen if you get a chance? Hey, okay, so guys, don't adjust your screen. Um, I'm going to look at the camera now instead of the TV. Um, Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Pete. Uh, Travis is here in spirit, but he's still traveling for work, so... It's just me. And this is, I think, my first show I've done by myself, as Danielle and I were just talking about. And she was like, are you ready? And I said, sure. Because the answer is not yes. Because I'm, you know, anyways. So, and that's because we're going to talk about the avoidment complex. And if the word avoidment looks weird to you, it's because we're, I'm still unsure if it's actually a word. When I Google it, Google and all of its various forms of identification says that it's the act of avoiding something. And I thought, what a great theme to do a a show by myself on because um i'm surprised i don't haven't started a business on teaching people how to avoid better i mean i could probably make billions of dollars on the avoidment industry which you know actually when i look at things it's like that's already out there so um I have been very in my in my quest to get introspective, in my quest to figure out what's going on with Pete, in my quest to figure out like what's my next move and why aren't I making it. Um, it all comes down to fear, and then so then I'm like looking at other people's lives and like just like not to compare because I'm trying to turn off the comparison thing, but um, just being unsure of like why I do what I do and looking at other people and why they do what they do, and everything seems to be out of a of the process of survival and to survive, we must avoid things that seem scary or detrimental to our life. Um, everything that we do, and I'm going to say everything that I do is based out of this physical chemical response to my environment that says that's probably going to kill you. Does that sound dramatic? I think that sounds a little dramatic, but it's also true. Like before this podcast, before this show, like two hours ago, I was laying in bed and I was like, you already told Danielle you're going to be here because I, I checked that box. I was like, I have to commit because it's you guys haven't seen us since April, uh, March 29th. It's been like seven years since we've been on the air. Um, and so I was like, and, and it, you know, you get that point where you avoid something. And then if you avoid it long enough, it becomes permanent. It goes away. It just magically goes away. And I didn't want this to go away. I don't want this to go away. Um, I don't want me to practice speaking out about how I see the world um, and what my life is like and what I would like it to be. I don't want that to go away because it's a very powerful and very important tool. Um, As Brene Brown teaches us, you know, if you want shame to go away, you have to speak it. 
you have to tell people. So here I am speaking my shame and my shame is the avoidment complex. Which I'm going to giggle every time I look at that word because it's not a real word, but it probably is. But I don't know. I don't know. I haven't consulted Webster yet. Just Google. Danielle's going to Google it for us to make sure that it's actually a word. But anyways, when I looked it up, Scrabble says it's not a word. Anyways, um, so avoiding things. Like I, Travis was, if you're watching this, uh, you're probably giggling right now because like most of a relationship you have known is like, you're, a, you're, I mean, I guess you avoid things in your own way and you can talk about that at a later date, but like you see me avoid pretty much everything. Um, and that's how I've spent a majority of my life. So one of the things, the first thing I'm like, I'm finally sitting here and I'm like, it's enough. Enough is enough. The sideline living, you know, is it's rough. It's lonely. And all I do, it's just be myself and my chemical physical reactions, which is fear, which is, and then it tells me to avoid something because danger, even if it's not, um, most people give me this feeling. Uh, most things that I do jobs, grocery shopping, like grocery shopping, I walk into a grocery store and it's full. The anxiety just takes over my body and I can do nothing else but want to get out of there. Um, so this physical reaction is very, it's crippling. And I've talked about this before and I'm reminding myself every day that Pete, what's real, what's not, what's real, what's not. And so I'm in the process of unpacking that. Um, so right now, like what I've started doing is, um, pretty much everything triggers me to feel afraid of it in some way or another anxiety, um, turn around and walk the other way, whatever that may be. So, um, what am I doing? I'm pausing and I'm sitting with it. So I'm detaching. I'm, I'm beginning to detach myself from the thing I'm thinking about or the thing that I'm doing. And I'm looking at my body introspectively and I'm just sitting in that feeling. We hear coaches and teachers and healers talk about it all the time. Sit with your emotions. And I've never actually tried that. Or if I have, it's felt too intense and I've gone back to numbing, distracting, whatever it may be. Um, so I've started literally pausing and just sitting in the anxiety. And I'm like, why are you here? What are you, wh- why? I don't get it. It's crippling. I, why am I so controlled by this emotional response to things that haven't happened yet? I was Googling, um, you know, uh, things that are uh, pleasurable or things that are painful. Pleasure and pain. It's what motivates us to do absolutely everything based on this one article that I read. It's not like I've Googled it for six years, but, um, but it makes sense. We, you know, I eat the chocolate cookie pleasure. I don't go to the podcast to prevent pain because I'm being seen. And as we know, in this culture we live in now, people put in the comments, oh, blah, 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 blah. You're not worthy. Go, go hide, you know, your whatever. Anyways, we can all go to comments and, and we know those people and we've been those people with those judgments. And so I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I can't like there, I can't, my body is ruled most of my life and I don't, I don't know where it came from and I don't even care. All I want to do now is I want to get rid of it. And so my focus has been on like, how do I get rid of it? And then I'm like, well, numbing, we know when you numb one thing, you numb everything. So if I'm going to numb the things that are painful, I'm also numbing the things that bring me joy and pleasure and um, and I've been down that road and it's very lonely and it's, it causes more pain. So, um, I, I found, uh, I've been binge watching Brendan Burchard and binge watching, um, Dave Ramsey because there's a financial side of this as well that I'm trying to look at. And I've been binge watching Brene Brown and reading and like, 
and I just and, and Brennan, Brennan's actually the been the most powerful voice as of late in my head because he's like, if you think that people who become millionaires or are super successful or high performers, which is his gig, the High Performance Academy, um, among many things. Um, if you think that those people don't feel anxiety, if you think that those people who are super successful, who are worth a lot of money, who make a lot of money, who are very intelligent and who like are changing the world with their ideas and their inventions and how they show up, if you think that those people aren't in, in anxiety or aren't in fear, you're wrong because they are. The difference is they ask themselves, am I going to let this win the day? And, and that's, those are Brendan's words. Am I going to let this win the day? And then they go and then they go um, and make a choice. And so me being here today is making a choice to not let my fear win the day. Me sitting here by myself, I mean, I enjoy having conversations with Danielle. She's a very wonderful person. We, you know, we bounce ideas. We, we create good conversation. But there's a small part of that that's also me being afraid of having my own voice by myself and my own opinion by myself and showing up by myself, feeling that what I have to say is valuable. And I don't care if you find it valuable. I hope you do. Um, what I care about is that I place value on my own life and my own self. And um, so that's an active thing. And if, we're, if, we're, and if you notice that like I'm getting around topic or I'm squirreling out whatever, it's just part of the process. So stay with me. I may get back to an original point or I may not. <laughs> it's part of the fun. So I've been looking at uh, myself and when I feel anxiety, I'm taking improv classes right now, which has actually been one of the biggest things um, to help me look at fear directly because getting up on that stage, meeting with strangers, learning this new thing where it's an art form that gets regularly judged. Comedy, acting, drama, performance, anything you see on TV is judged all the time. There are people whose business is to judge things on TV and in plays and movies and like they get paid to judge. Is it good? Is it bad? And so I put myself in that environment to uh, do something that's really scary and be judged and then also be like, wait, who's, who gets to win my day? Someone else's opinion or me? Who gets to win my day? My own anxiety or the pleasure that will come from showing up and putting myself, hey, i got some neighbors walking by, or putting myself out there to be – to discover who I am and what I'm capable of and what my voice is and what I'm passionate about and what makes me come alive. And to get to those things, I have to push past the fear and I have to push past the anxiety. So I, and even right now, like there's this feeling inside me that's like, just shut up and walk away. No one wants to hear what you have to say. And Sydney, I see that you're watching. And if, if you haven't checked out Hiking My Feelings on Instagram or Facebook um, or the website, like go do that because Sydney is an amazing storyteller. Um, her and her husband, Barry, are hiking their feelings all over the United States um, and sharing uh, – Sydney sharing her story. And she's an amazing storyteller. So go check her out. She's been an incredible blessing and inspiration to me. Um, yes. Um, so anyways, back to me and – the avoidment complex, which I'm going to keep saying that because it's funny and it might be a word. I don't know. So anyways, so now that I'm looking at things like, why am I laying here doing nothing because it hurts? I'm like, okay, so let's walk down, let's walk down this trail. I'm laying in bed. We're laying in bed together, separately together, whatever. We're laying in bed and we're sitting there because it hurts. There's this, there's, it's right for me. It's right here. I don't know. Sorry. My microphone slipped for me. It's right here. Um, in my heart space, that chest, your chest bone. It's like, that's where my, it's like a burning sensation. It's just like, don't do that. You'll get hurt. You'll die. So I follow this. I'm like, okay, what happens if I do show up? What happens if someone doesn't like me? 
What happens if someone says, go away? What happens if someone says, you're fired? What happens if someone says, you don't get to create like this, or you don't get to do this, or you're doing this wrong? What, what happens? Do I die? Do I shut down? Do I, do I get a new job? Do I, like, none of these paths have led to death so far when I unpack them. The, and, and I'm assuming, you know, psycho- psychology, there's so much out there about, like, it's, it's a survival technique. Like, there is something, when I, when, you know, in the, in the spiritual journey as well, like, we look at why we're here, what we're doing, what our purpose is. And I'm like, what's on the other side? There is this sheath, this wall, this veil that in the form of survive or survive that that it, it's this fear of whatever's out there this fear of like i can't die i can't live i can't not live and i'm like I, but that it just, i don't know i don't get the point because all it does is cripples me so sorry my phone shut off my notes anyways so i'm looking at this and i'm following it and, and if you just get to the point of just sit with your feelings sit with your emotions and sometimes it goes away when i look at it and then i'm like don't go away i'm trying to i'm trying to look at you but that's a life hack that I'm discovering. If I sit with my emotion and I just look at it, I'm like, you're okay. All right. This feels scary. Observe your surroundings. All right. That person looks scary. You haven't met them yet, but they remind you of someone who may have said something mean to you or, or they remind you of someone who walked down the street and laughed. And of course that was about you. Everyone who laughs and I'm in the vicinity, it's always about me. So where it comes from, I don't know. I don't even care. I just want it to go away. So I am showing up differently um, by looking at it. Um, one of the things um, that I avoid regularly is my relationship with money. Um, and this is what happens when I get to the other side of that emotion. Then, I'm, then I, and I realize it's not a threat. It's not a danger. I get to start looking at it. I get to start going, uh, you're just sitting here now. Like you take the emotion of pain away and you're just sitting here. Wasting time. We're not wasting time. I don't know. I'm Netflixing. I'm chilling. But I'm not growing. I'm not expanding myself. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not getting out there um, and joining in with the rest of the world. So I'm reading this book that Melissa Crispell got me for Christmas. Um, Braving the Wilderness. I'm not actually sure about the title. Braving the Wilderness, Finding the Wilderness, whatever it is. And it's about the wilderness is literally when we do something and we don't know the outcome. We don't know what's on the other side of showing up. It's brand new. It's never been discovered. It's wilderness. It's very much like Star Trek, like what's out there. So, um, and in the part of the book, Brene Brown is describing her experiences with shared joy and shared pain and how um, our, there's a word in there that I don't remember, inexplicable connection. That's not the word, but anyways, basically that you, we talk about politics and we can fight and whatever all day long, but we go to a concert and we're all singing that song. You've, you've been there in some form or capacity. You go to a concert, you go to a graduation, you go to a celebration of some sort of birthday party and like everyone's singing along, everyone's rocking out, everyone's enjoying the same moment and there's this shared connection of joy. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because it's a powerful thing. Um, the other side of that is shared pain where you go to a funeral or in her book, the example was the Sandy Hook shooting in whatever state that was in, um, where she sat with her friends in her neighborhood, all moms or all parents, and they just cried together because it was so they, they know what it's like to have children and they know what that fears like to potentially lose them, or maybe they have lost them and they understand that the pain that these parents are going through is so intense and they just sit there and they cry together, not saying a word. That shared pain, it's powerful and it brings us together. And one of the things that my 
avoidment complex has allowed me to do is skip out on most of those moments. I'm so scared because to go to a concert because I don't know the words to a song. And, I, and at the end of the day, I'm not even interested in listening to them. I just imagine that people sit in their rooms by themselves and just go through, the, go through the words of songs and just memorize them so that they can go out in public and sing them together. I don't know if that's real, but like when it comes to wanting to connect and wanting to belong, the things that we do to show up because we think that's what it takes to belong and to connect – but I don't sit like words don't have that same power for me. For me, it's the music. Um, and so I guess I could still go, but like piano bars are a huge thing of connection. And I go and I'm like, all I could do is sit here and stuff my face and watch other people sing because I don't know the fucking words. Like, and I could learn the words, but I'm not interested in learning the words. But it's painful not to know them because then you don't feel like you're connecting because you're not singing. So I've, I mean, I'm fe- like the, the, the pain that coming up from that situation is coming up right now because that's a real thing. So. Because of this avoidment complex, because of whatever this fear, the fear of missing out by missing out, like I, I haven't participated in life and I have, you look at my Facebook page and there's pictures of us hiking and going places and eating things and doing things and traveling. And I've, I've done things. I've done things. My parents gave me so many opportunities through gymnastics and soccer and band and, uh, travel and um just whatever and and being teachers and parents and like showing up and teaching me things like they i've had so many opportunities but those opportunities a hundred percent of them by the way a hundred percent of them i was so anxious because i was so afraid to be seen i was so afraid that my worth what am i providing the situation i'm not good at soccer i wasn't really great at gymnastics like things with my physical body aren't my strength so i know that now and so I do volleyball because it's fun, even though there's a comparison complex. So it cannot be fun sometimes. But when I take that, turn that off, and I'm just doing it because it's fun, then, you know, so I'm starting to do things for fun versus that I need to be a professional volleyball or soccer player or gymnast or whatever to, like, feel any kind of worth because no. Um, yeah. I'm going to pause for a minute because now I've, that was a tangent and now I'm forgetting where I was. So the avoidment complex. <laughs> Oh, actually, let's go to the comments for a second while I regroup. But I got to pull up my Facebook, and then we can go back. And then we're gonna then I'm gonna talk about financial stuff because that's where I'm at right now. Is like, what? I don't even know. Because like financial stuff. Actually, we'll go into it right now since I'm thinking about it. Um, okay, so my finances. Like I have the mentality for my uh, life to oh, page. Like through most of my life, I've had this mentality and and also um, uh, and also experience of like living above my means. A hundred percent of my life has been living above my means and being taken care of by someone else. Like those things have always gone hand in hand. Um, and so I'm looking at my life right now, and I'm like, it like there's always this thing of like. Bye. There's always this thing of like, oh my god, my car payment, and like there's all these things of adulting that require, and then left over, it's like, how do I explore Pete? with this five cents left over that I'm probably going to spend at McDonald's anyways. Like I feel so overwhelmed with my finances and I don't know how to take care of myself in that regards. This is where Dave Ramsey came in that I mentioned earlier. Like, so one of the things that, um, so I went and I, so I went and I took action and I looked it up because I, I put the fear aside. And I'm like, I don't know what to do, but what I can do when I'm good at is, is Netflix and chilling, which is watching videos. So I went to YouTube and I watched some videos and I pulled up, uh, a Brendan Burchard video about what to do when you're broke. Well, this is, let me know if this is you for any of this stuff. And it doesn't have to be about money. It could be about anything, but like 
my mindset has to change. I can't, I can't sit in my bed anymore and be anxious and not go out and live life. Like I'm, I'm over it. I might as well not live life. And I've talked about this with several of you who know me really well and not in a, I know the word suicide is like a triggering word. So not specifically that, but just in like, what's the point? If I'm just going to sit here and not participate, what's the point? So I've got to get, I got to get myself in participation mode. Um, anyways, so Brendan Burchard's video was like, dude, you're broke. So we got to get real. And so the first thing that he told me to do, and these are just some things that, but these are things that for everything can apply to anything. The first thing was don't lie about it. And I'm like, what do you mean? To, I'm not lying about it. I literally, I can look at my bank account. I have $26 in there right now. Maybe even less than that after I just ate breakfast. And so, but I'm like, that's not what we're lying about. We're lying about like, how are you spending your money? I have a car payment that, and I'm like, I don't have the, like, I have Netflix. I have uh, fast food, you know, like eating out. I have all, all these things I do that I spend my money on um, that I like buying things Things, things. I don't need things. I need to put food in my body, clothes on me, shelter, and whatever the necessities are. I have all those things, so I don't need anything else. I don't need a new shirt from Old Navy. I don't need new shoes. I don't need a new car. I don't even need a car. That's That car's going out the window. The, my lease is up, and it's gone. Bye. I don't need it. I'm going to find a job where I can walk to. We'll see. Or scooter to, or Uber to, or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. So I've, I'm going to stop lying to myself that... I am okay because I'm not okay financially. Um, I just want to go lay in my bed and like avoid it right now, by the way, just letting you know. Um, so, oh, sorry, just reading some comments. Um, so, so the first one is don't lie. So like literally get honest with yourself. I'm in trouble. Now, anyways, in trouble of like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, the second one was take immediate action. So get rid of things that you don't need. Uh, I don't need Netflix. I don't need my bed except for the eight hours that I sleep in it. I don't need to avoid things. I need to turn off that avoidment, which is the action of avoiding, I think. Anyways, yeah. So I have to take immediate action. Immediate action. Get up. Get a morning routine. Start putting things in the calendar. Start prioritizing things. If it's not in my calendar, it's not happening. So there's very few things in my calendar right now. Very few things. And so my days own me. I don't own my days right now. Um, the next thing after taking immediate action is ask for help. Raise your hand if you have a problem asking for help. That's, that's avoidment. That's anxiety. That's lack of worthiness if I have to ask for help. That's... Uh, and as Brendan put it, uh, are you going to have to swallow your pride for asking for help? You're darn tootin'. You got to swallow your pride. And he didn't say darn tootin', but he said something that was kind of nerdy like that, which made me laugh. You're absolutely for sure that you're going to swallow your pride because otherwise you're just going to be doing what you did. You need help. I need help. I need help with motivation. I need help with getting my butt up. I, I can absorb information all day long. I can read Brene Brown and I can watch Brendan Burchard and I can listen to Sydney tell her amazing story. But if I don't get out there and and do it, it doesn't matter. So ask for help. The next one was like, uh, interesting to me because I have never done this and I will, I'm always like, I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this tomorrow. I'll do this one to make more money. The next thing was, and this is where, again, we're talking about financial. I switched over to financial, um, getting out of financial burden, brokenness, getting out of brokenness. I think we'll call it. The next one was save 10 to 20% today, today. So like, 
the people who are millionaires out there, before they even get their paycheck, 15% of it or whatever their number is, has already gone to savings. They don't even know that they even made that money. It's gone. And it's not gone. But it's like it's out of their mind. Danielle acts like she knows what I'm talking about. Saving. I So after I read that, I immediately went to my last – I drive Uber and Lyft full-time right now. I went to my last downloads, and it was like – whatever it was, it was like 22.22. It added up to 22.22, all twos. And so 10% of that is $2.22. So that's currently what I have saved right now. But I saved $2.22. It's in like a separate thing. I can't – I can probably touch it, but right now I'm not going to right now. Um, yeah, so saving. So, but that can apply to a lot of things to save. I don't know what I, right now, but it could. And the last thing that Brennan told me to do was to retool. Um, and, and it's very, one of the things that keeps me in bed watching Netflix, uh, and avoiding life is that, Oh my God, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And what, a, you know, comparing myself to others to feel connection, what a lot of people do when they don't know how to do it is they, they just stop. They just stop and they turn the other direction and they go pout about it or they bitch about it over a beer or they bitch about those who are doing it, actually often about doing it over whatever. And so the last thing is to retool. I got to learn some shit so that I can add value to the world. And I know shows like this are adding value and getting out there and I currently do the improv and I'm adding value and I'm meeting people and I'm like whatever, but like that's not making me money right now. So I have to figure out what it is to redo. I'm, I'm looking at going back to school to follow interests. Um, I'm currently doing improv, which still scares the piss out of me to get up on stage and like make shit up on the spot when you know I'm still evaluating my worth as like, can you, are you sure you're good enough for that? But anyways, I'm working through it. I'm pausing. I'm looking at the emotion, deciding it's bullshit and throwing it out the window and doing it anyways. Um, yeah, so, though, so that's one way that I am getting over my avoidment complex is to make a plan and then do that plan and then see what worked and what didn't and then try again and try again and try again and do it and move forward. So if you, like me, have the avoidment complex – uh, I, I don't think I'm the only one out there. We all are in some small aspects or large aspects or on the spectrum of the avoidment complex in some way. Um, it's okay. It's okay. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Danielle's going to be okay. Travis is going to be okay. If you're still, if you're still with me, Travis. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Travis is going to, Travis has ideas to motivate me. I'm excited though. Anyways, so the avoidment complex is real and it is manageable and we're going to manage it together. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, and we're going to keep talking about this because I ain't done. I ain't going to let this win my day anymore. I'm going to win my own damn day. So I love you. Get out there and tap into life. I'm going to do it to myself, the little heart thing. Since I, I know, right? I'm by myself. But I'm not because I'm with all of you all. Um, we're amazing and we've got this. So get out there and tap into life and I'll see you next time. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap, tap into life. life.